When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? At least I know I'm going to get a waffle out of it. Yeah. (laughs) At least one. Yeah, you're going to get something positive out of your experience at the Waffle House. I don't know that you're going to get something positive out of watching NFC South football. When was the last time you were at a Waffle House? (sighs) I'm going to say probably a decade ago. Yeah. Yeah, early 2010s, somewhere in there. I'm no, only, I was back, I'm only, the last time, listen, my Waffle House days yeah. coincide with my club nights. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like we go to the club, yeah. and then by the time we get out of the club, the only thing that's open is a Waffle House. Right. Yeah. I, and so you completely gotta have some, understandable. Have something to soak up all of, all of the, the lubricant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely understandable. Yeah. I haven't been to one in five years. I, I wish they had them in the Northeast. Yeah. I, I went, and I was, uh, boy, it was just everything I thought it could yeah. be. It well, was, listen, I'm not, a, I'm not a Waffle House gotta have it kind of guy. But yeah. Waffle House in the right circumstance will any, hit the right damn spot. Any port in a storm sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Canty I mean, and listen, Carlin. You gotta have something. <laughs> Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. How about a little NBA for a minute? What a job that Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers did last night. That was as impressive as it gets, basically dismantling the Celtics. Yeah. And Kawhi, uh, who has been a little hit and miss, as we know so far this year, was hit in a big way. With What did he finish with, 25 and 9? Something like that? Yeah, but he had 20 points through the first three quarters of that game. Yeah. And Carlin, they dog-walked the Boston Celtics. One of the best teams in the league. Now, the Celtics, maybe they were a little bit shaken because of their matchup with the Golden State Warriors the night prior, Mm -hmm. or two nights prior. And you you could kind of see it in that second half of that game that... They were a little bit in their heads with the Golden State Warriors because of what happened in the finals. Maybe that carried over into the Clippers game. But it was impressive to see PG-13 and Kawhi Leonard find a way to be able to play together. And defensively, when we start talking about shutting down these these big-time wing scorers, I mean, and that's what you're going to have to do if you're going to get to, you know, a conference finals in either conference. They have two guys that can do it. Defensively, that was the game last night that had Stephen A. saying in the off season that the Clippers were the biggest threat out west. I mean, yeah. that was the kind of game that he was talking about. Yeah, uh, I just don't know if we're going to see that enough from the Clippers this year. I don't buy the idea that the Clippers are going to be a really consistent team this year. Okay, so you're saying that game is more about the Boston Celtics than it is about the LA no, Clippers. No, no, that was a great performance by the Clippers. Yes. I'm not going to take that away from okay. them. Okay, all right. But am I going to see that consistently from the Clippers this season? I'm not convinced of that yet. Yeah, because we don't know that we're going to see Kawhi Leonard play 29 minutes plus consistently, right? I, I don't know. Uh, is Kawhi going to play 50 games this year? Is he going to play 60 is he going to play 40? I don't know. I, I honestly don't care about how many regular season games he plays. I care about him being healthy in the postseason, Carl. Yeah. If he's healthy in the postseason, that's a team that I could see making a run to the conference finals. Well, but what is important, I think, Chris, is that they can't, that they should not be in a play in position. Yeah. Uh, I, that would matter to me if I were the Clippers. I mean, it, get me to the top six. 
That's that's where I would be. Okay, I I don't want a situation where it's not necessarily one and done, but you know, two games and I'm saying goodbye. Could I mean if I'm in the if I'm in the uh, the seven ten game and the eight, versus the eight nine game, which is it? The winner of the eight nine game plays the winner of the seven ten game. Yeah, or is it? No, no, no. Hang on a second. The, the win the winner of the nine ten game. Has an opportunity to play the uh, the loser, loser of the seven eight of game. The That's seven, right. It's game. not seven ten. Yeah. Seven seven eight. The yeah. winner of that advances. The loser plays the yeah. winner of the nine ten game. That's it. yeah. Here's the point. I don't want him to be in that kind of position. If I'm the Clippers, I got to be in the top six in the West, and they right should now be able seventh, to get there. Right now, they're seventh in the West. And and they have the second most wins of any team in the Western Conference. Right, mm-hmm. they've got sixteen wins. The the Pelicans and the Grizzlies both have eighteen wins, and then they're in this group of teams: the Nuggets, the Suns, the Kings, the Portland Trailblazers, and, and the Clippers. That that that's your three through seven right there. So, could I see a world where they are a top six team in the West? Absolutely. And Carlin, if you have a healthy Kawhi Leonard and a healthy Paul George. With what they've done with the rest of the roster and adding John Wall, I mean, you feel good about the prospects of this team being able to make a deep playoff run and finally live up to the promise that everybody had for them when they traded for Paul George and they signed Kawhi Leonard in free agency. What was that, four years ago? Feels like a lifetime ago. It feels like 20 years ago. Uh, One other quick thing before we get to the point that uh, we're going to talk about the games tonight. Uh, Damon's back. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, what, what gave it away? 11 of 17 from three-point land? Yeah, he only went, uh, the last three games, 38, 38, and 40. <laughs> James back. Man, did you see Kevin Durant tweeting last night, don't take him out? Yeah. Don't take him out? Like, they just wanted to see how much he could go off. He had eight three-point makes in the first half. Uh, he is He just, is unbelievable. He is one of my favorite players to watch. I, you know what, Carlin, and, and I know that we sometimes criticize athletes for the player movement and player empowerment and building these super teams. He is one of those players that I wish would leave Portland so we'd have an opportunity to compete for a championship. And, he's, and never he gonna, he's never going to do it. <laughs> yeah. He's never going to do it. I, I, I wouldn't say soil. never because I think in another well, year he's or not two. Gonna, he's not going to do it in his prime. And this no. is prime Dame Lillard. We've, we've been seeing prime Dame Lillard for the last three years. Yeah. And, and this is a guy that's going to stick out the best of his prime in Portland, and I just wish that he went to a different team that actually had a chance to win a championship because he's got no shot. The Trailblazers have no shot. No. They got some nice pieces. I like Anthony Simon. They got Nurkic. They got some nice pieces, but they have no shot at winning a championship. No, they don't. And <laughs> it still doesn't get recognized. It is one of the absolute worst trades in NBA history when the Nets traded the pick that turned into Dame Lillard Ooh. for Gerald Wallace. Oh, Other game tonight that really has my interest is New Orleans, Utah. And just because the Pelicans are everything that we thought they could be. I love the fact that it got a little scrappy with the Suns the other night. And I know it was over nothing. But why are they getting scrappy because Zion on a fast break had a 360 windmill dunk? That's what everybody wants to see. It ain't their fault that you're on the losing side of it. No. How how about you be more competitive? How about you stop it? Stop it. Within... The, the, the field of play. Why would you do that? That's the part that doesn't make sense to me. And the part that's even less rational, Carlin, you're starting a fight with the New Orleans Pelicans and Zion Williamson? <laughs> Who the hell wants to fight Zion Williamson? <laughs> Nobody in the NBA. 
No. And I'm sure you got a lot of guys in the NFL locker rooms that don't want that smoke. I, I Nobody would. wants that. So why are you barking at the end of the game because Zion had a 360 windmill dunk? Stop yourself. Yeah, I would not. Uh, I, I do love the fact that it was a little chippy. Yeah. Because I, I, I miss chippiness in NBA rivalries. Like, to me, that's... I don't want guys getting suspended, mind you. Yeah. But I, I love when there's a little edge to a game. And those two teams out West, like, if they got together in a playoff series... That could be a very chippy series. Well, there's going to be some edge tonight with Utah and New Orleans locking up. Because mm-hmm. Utah is not backing down from anybody now. They've taken a little bit of a slide since the first month of the season and when they got out to that hot start. Yep. But that's a team that doesn't back down from anybody. I mean, things got chippy last week when I believe the Jazz played against the Dallas Mavericks and Jordan, Jordan Clark. No, it was the Timberwolves. And Jordan Clarkson got into it with some of those players. So, I mean... This is gonna be this is gonna be a little bit interesting. I, I mean, I, I I I'm curious to see what ends up happening because we do have an emerging star in in Zion Williamson, and he's going up against a guy that's really making his mark in Laurie Marketing out with the with the uh, with the Utah Jazz. So it'll be a fun little matchup to watch tonight. I don't think it's gonna have any implications on what the contenders out west are ultimately going to end up being, but I think it's a fun regular season matchup. The one thing I will say is, for the Jazz, it's it's over. It's been a nice little run. It's over. I mean, they yeah. started. I think they started ten and three. Yeah, something like that. No. They're fifteen and fourteen. Yeah. Well, I mean, Carlin. I know. Nobody, we expected nobody, them nobody, to stink. Nobody cares about the NBA, even the players, until Christmas Day. I know. So it's easy to get out to a hot start when you play hard and you give a damn, because most teams don't in the first month and a half of the regular season. But we always say water finds its level. Utah Jazz are finding their level. But the Utah Jazz also know this ain't about this year. This is about all the picks that we're going to get oh, as yeah. a result of the Donovan <laughs> Mitchell trade and the Rudy Gobert trade. I, and I, Danny Ainge knows what the hell to do with those picks. One last one, just really quick. You know who stinks? Miami Heat stink. They're tough to watch. Yeah, they got an old quick, haven't they? They really have. Oh, man. They're in the 10 spot right now, but, I, Chris, I can see a world where they don't make the playoffs this year. Yeah, it's bad. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, were presented by Progressive Insurance. Is Zion a legitimate MVP candidate? We're going to find out if that's a good bet or a bad bet right after this from our friends at Indeed. Now, what your small business needs is a hiring partner indeed's all-in-one hiring solution makes it easy to attract interview and hire candidates all from one place the moment you sponsor a job post you'll get instantly matched with quality candidates whose resumes on indeed meet your job description and you can flag applications that don't meet your must-have requirements you will not pay for them and they'll be replaced for free with another candidate on indeed Make the hiring process work for you. Log in, get started today at Indeed.com slash credit. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Is it a good bet? Is it a bad bet? These are the kind of questions we like to get answered because we enjoy making money. <laughs> Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Again, listen, I, I feel awful for what happened last night to Kyler Burry, but, you know, we go back out and maybe throw a pick. So we can finish off our parlay last night. Maybe. Wow! Oh, I'm kidding. Hell wow! No. There you go. You know, you were the one who was burying him earlier in the show for not going out there. <laughs> you know, with our what parlay, you, what do you want from me? What What do you want from me? What I, do you want me to say? I, I just all I want to do is acknowledge that sometimes I am not out on a limb by myself. No, you're not. You're not. <laughs> I, I'm out, I'm right there with you. I feel awful for Kyler. It is terrible to yeah, be in bad. that position. It's as bad as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's find out if we can make a little bit of it back. We've got the odds. What are the odds? Now it's your turn to decide. May the odds be ever in your favor. Is that a good bet or a bad bet? Well, Evan Wilner, you have the questions. We will tell you if it's a good bet or a bad bet. Go. Yeah, let's go. Zion Williamson plus 2,000. To an NBA MVP. Is that a good bet or a bad bet, Chris Canty? I am going to say that's a good bet. I mean, if Zion... Plus 2,000. Yeah, I, I think oh. it's a good bet, Carlin. Yeah. Here's the deal. I mean, the Pelicans are number one in the Western Conference right now. And I get that it's early on, but Zion Williamson has played in 21 of their 26 games. And he's averaging 25-7-4. and four. If Zion Williamson plays 60-plus games, he will be in the MVP conversation. So I think it's a good bet. I love it. I love it. Here's the thing. We put in a little show investment together on uh, Micah Parsons to yeah. win the MVP. Yeah. And uh, we can see that's not going to happen. Yeah. We try to make it back here? Yeah, I think we get it back here. Oh. And here's the other thing, Carlin. While we're at it, we might as well bet on the New Orleans Pelicans to get the number one overall pick from the Los Angeles Lakers in the lottery. Wow. You know why? Because their GM and their top executive is David Griffin. And I don't know if you know this, but since 2010, David Griffin, as an executive, has gotten the number one overall pick four times. Who's he slipping cash to? <laughs> right? <laughs> Man, he is he is tipping the scales when it comes to getting the number one overall pick. Yeah, listen, I, I love the bet. I think that's a great bet. Yeah, that's a great bet. For Next. Uh, Matthew Judon is now up to 14 
and a half seconds. And if you're watching on ESPN, the app, watch how I'm holding the microphone because it just broke in my hand as I went to go talk. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I got to turn my head and see if I can see this. Sad beat. <laughs> Matthew Judon. Uh, is at 14 and a half sacks. That's tied for the league lead in the NFL after his monster game on Monday Night Football. Matthew Judon, plus 3,000 to win Defensive Player of the Year. Good bet or a bad bet, Chris Carlin? I'm going bad bet right now. Uh, I think Nick Bosa is a better bet, but I think Micah Parsons has all the hype. So that's what ultimately will win this. I believe Nick Bosa is going to finish the year with the most sacks. But I believe Micah Parsons is going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think this is Micah Parsons' award to lose, Carlin. The guy is an absolute game wrecker. He makes game-changing plays, and it's not all with sacks, even though he's got 12 of them. Remember the fumble return for a touchdown against the Chicago Bears? Yeah. There are those splash plays that Micah Parsons makes that are going to influence how people look at the Defensive Player of the Year award. Not to mention, they got a pretty big game coming up on Christmas Eve against the team with the best record in all of football. If Michael Parsons has a big day against the Eagles at home in that matchup, then that's going to ultimately end up what tips the scales. Next. The Bucks are minus 300 to win the NFC South. Is that still a good bet, or is that now a bad bet, Chris Canty? I'm going to say bad bet. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And right now, if I had to put money on it, I would say it's going to be the Carolina Panthers. And say what you want about the Panthers, but since Steve Wilkes has taken over, that is a 4-4 four and four ball club. And right now, 500 ball in the NFC South would be good enough to win the division. So I'm going with the Carolina Panthers. I mean, when you look at their remaining schedule, I, I would say that it's slightly easier than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who still have, you know, who still have a date with the Cincinnati Bengals on, on their schedule. So, yeah, I, I'm going with the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, Bad bet for the Bucs to win the South. Panthers are plus three seventy five to win the South. I'll jump on that. Yes. I think the I think the Bucks are a sucker's bet right now. Wow. I mean Chris Sucker's bet. It, it feels that way. I I understand it was the 49ers the other day, but we're talking about earning trust from teams. What have they done? They've done absolutely nothing. And I don't uh, and frankly, Todd Bowles needs to be catching some more of the heat than he is. He absolutely should be. Next all right, so before the season, I said the Jaguars would have seven wins. It's hanging up in screening on the uh, sign of bold predictions. Are the Jaguars a good bet for over six and a half wins at minus 220? They're currently five and eight, Chris Carlin. So in other words, can they win two more games? That's what you want to know. Yeah, two of the last four. I would say it is a good bet. Here's why. You've got Dallas. You go to the Jets. You've got Houston on the road and then Tennessee at home. By then, I think the Titans are going to be finished. They look like a team that is going to peter out by the end. Jaguars are playing well. I say that's a good bet. Yeah, I don't know that the Titans are going to have anything to play for. They might have the division wrapped up by Week 18. So I think it's a good bet for the Jacksonville Jaguars to go over six and a half wins because I could see them getting two wins their last two weeks. Next. All right, two more here. The Bengals are plus 1,100 to have the top seed in the AFC. That's the third best odds, but plus 1,100. Good bet or bad bet for the Bengals to be the number one seed, Chris Canty? Bad bet. All you got to do is look at the Kansas City Chiefs remaining schedule. Yeah. Ain't going to happen, boss. <laughs> Chiefs ain't going to lose again. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. They're, they're a game ahead right now of the other two, and they've got Houston, Seattle, Denver, Vegas. 
Yeah. Wrap it up. <laughs> Next. It's a call to Chad Henney special, week 17 and week 18. Next. All right, Dan Campbell has the second best odds to win coach of the year at Caesars Sportsbook, but it's at seven plus 750 as Nick Sirianni is like minus 380 or something. It's crazy. Dan Campbell to win coach of the year is plus 750, a good bet or a bad bet, Chris Carlin. <laughs> I got to tell you, if they win out and they go to the playoffs, Dan Campbell has to be coach of the year. That's a good bet at plus. Yeah, that's a great bet. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, I don't give a damn what the Eagles' record is. If they win out, the Detroit Lions. Yeah, in his second year, where that franchise has win, been, win, win, and get into the playoffs. Carlin, that team is that team that coach. Absolutely, player, coach of the year. No coach question. of the year. No question about it. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, <laughs> presented by Progressive Insurance. We are also available on SiriusXM Channel 80 and on your smart speakers by saying, play ESPN Radio. Well, very sad day in college football. We'll talk about how Mike Leach changed the game and the character he was. Next, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. It was very sad to hear the passing of Mike Leach earlier today. And, of course, he had uh, passed away from a complication uh, due to a heart condition that he had. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. And listen, you you watch the offenses around the NFL these days. You watch the offenses around college football these days. And you realize how much ahead of his time Mike Leach was as a coach at Texas Tech, mm-hmm. at Washington State, at Mississippi State. Um, he's a character, and we'll get to that in a minute. But the impact on the game is unmistakable with what he did. No question about it. And... In looking at the best teams in the country, college football playoff landscape, his fingerprints are all over it, specifically with TCU and Sonny Dykes, their head coach, and who in the first year has gotten the team to the playoff out of the Big 12. And we know that out of the Power 5 conferences, that is the weaker conference. And yet they were able to build a strong enough resume based in part on a lot of offensive principles that we've seen from Mike Leach's scheme. And Carlin, you talked about the relationship that Mike Leach has with Sonny Dykes. We know Sonny Dykes coached at Texas Tech once upon a time, but Mike Leach was the coach that uh, that succeeded Sonny Dykes' dad at Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. And so that relationship and seeing his fingerprints all over uh, modern-day college football offenses is it, just it's astounding, and it just lets you know the gravity of his impact 
in terms of being an innovator for the sport. Yeah, it's funny. Um, years ago, we played, uh, when I do the games for Rutgers, played out at Washington State to open up the season. Trying to prepare for that game, talking to the coaches at the time, was like, wait a second, what? They're yeah. trying to, their heads are constantly on a swivel with what that offense is. And it becomes like you can't help but get into a track meet with a team like that. Yeah. The best way to describe it is basketball on grass. Yeah. And it will remind a lot of pro football fans uh, from yesteryear, uh, Air Coriel's offense. Sure. Don, Don Coriel with the, with the Chargers back in the day. Uh, and, and so it, it has a lot of those same concepts in it, but we haven't seen that in the college football ranks or in the pro football ranks for some time. And now it seems like what's old is now in vogue again. It's new. And Mike Leach was on the forefront of that innovation in terms of bringing it back to modern-day college football. So it's a huge loss for the college football community and football community as a whole. And in Carlin, you know the impact that the man had based on all the glowing things oh, yeah. that former players – and, and coaches had to say about him. Here's here's Paul Feinbaum earlier today on Get Up after the news had broken of his passing uh, on the the brilliance of Mike Leach, Mike Leach as a coach. I think he truly was one of the most brilliant innovators in the history of the game. The imprint of his offense is seen not only in college football, but obviously uh, in the NFL. He had such an interesting career, becoming the number one team in the country at Texas Tech, and then he left there and, and did it again at, at Washington State with great teams. And it was a surprising decision a couple of years ago when he decided to leave Pullman to go to Starkville, but he put together uh, an outstanding team there in his final game on Thanksgiving night in the Egg Bowl, perhaps his biggest win at Mississippi State, upsetting Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. Uh, but it was the quarterbacks that he produced, the talent in the coaching world that he shepherded uh, and mentored uh, that I think he will be remembered for. Uh, it's a shocking loss. You know, there have been many of them, one of the first guys I thought of because uh, I saw a clip of him going up and putting a f- um, fake mustache on Leach during an interview with Gardner Minshew. <laughs> yeah, Minshew Mania. Yeah. yeah, from when he was out at Washington State. And then there... There was the character that was Mike Leach. Now, uh, we've got a couple of sound bites here. Uh, on this front, the first person I thought of was Alyssa Lang from the SEC Network. Alyssa, Alyssa um, did sideline on a lot of SEC games and a lot of Mississippi State games. And she, knowing what Mike Leach was about, would rather talk about things that were not football related after wins she brought up, hey, by the way, I'm getting married later this year. What do you got on that? And he just went on for 20 minutes about everything that her, her husband-to-be uh, needed to do. He was great. Here he is on his love of candy. We talked about on the broadcast how you hate candy corn. What's your favorite Halloween candy? corn. I mean, I completely hate candy corn. Uh, <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, well, gummy bears, let's see. Uh, gummy bears for sure. Sour or regular? Uh, um, the, the, the hair bow. It's got to be the hair bow one. <laughs> and then, uh, the other thing I like is uh, is when they used to have the, the uh, sprees in a box. Outstanding. You have to go to the dollar store to find it, but I do. And then the latest, the, the latest, you know, there's still candy innovation, although a while back I found that Europe had better candy than we did overall. <laughs> they got me everything. And then, uh, but the... Uh, um, the uh, you know they have those nerds clusters, which is new. With the gummy. Yeah, which is good. 
the Nerds Clusters is good. And then if you go chocolate, uh, probably Almond Joy. Love it. Hopefully you'll get some of that next week. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Thanks, Coach. All right, thank you. You know, it, there was, and I, it's for, it's absolutely escaping me right now, but there was a feature done on ESPN about him this past year, uh, or maybe within the last two years, and the reporter is walking with him and says, what would you want to be said in your eulogy? And he said, what the hell do I care? I'm dead. Let somebody else worry about that. <laughs> but that was Mike Leach. Though. Yeah. He, he was very pointed, and, and, and it was it was thought-provoking in terms of his commentary, but he was authentically himself. Yep. And that's the one thing that people will appreciate. Our good friend Matt Hayes, who colors college football and is on the radio down in uh, Jacksonville on 92.5, he uh, recounted uh, an instance where he was interviewing Mike Leach because he wanted to write a piece on him. He said... Uh, he got on the phone with Mike Leach to introduce himself before he wrote the piece. They talked for 45 minutes. None of it was about football. Then he heard the toilet flush. He asked Mike Leach, where are you on the toilet? Leach said, yeah, um, figured the conversation was good and didn't want to stop it. <laughs> that, that was Mike Leach, man. And so, you know, the, 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 the sport of college football has lost one of – uh, one of the best characters that yeah. we've seen in some time and one of the best innovators in this generation of college football coaches. And, and Carlin, it brings something else to light. The stress that these coaches are under yeah. and, and the time that they have to spend dedicated to sport. They don't have the opportunity to take care of themselves properly. They don't have a chance to work out. They don't have a chance to eat right because not only are they concerned with coaching their team, but they're concerned about NIL. They're concerned about transfer portal. They're concerned about recruiting. And it just shows you the strain that's on these college football coaches. Think about it. Urban Meyer walked away from college football not once but twice. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about programs like Florida, programs like Ohio State. And I mean, and we've heard coaches, you know, flirting with the idea of taking a break from the game just because of how stressful and how taxing it is. It's unfortunate that things ended the way that they did with Mike Leach. But I think this is this is one of those things that's a little bit of a shock and somewhat of a wake-up call for a lot of the other coaches in the college football landscape. Just 61 years old. Very sad to, uh, to hear of his passing uh, this morning. Mike Leach, the head coach at Mississippi State, Washington State, and Texas Tech, and uh, a great innovator in offense and a great, great character of college football. Kenzie and Garland, ESPN Radio. You can't miss Canty and Carlin, pound for pound, the biggest show on ESPN radio. All right, let's do it. Let's get to it. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Little NBA situation. Let's go. Golden State visiting Milwaukee. And the Bucks are three-point favorites over the Golden State Warriors. Oh, I love that. Now, I'm all over Milwaukee on that one. Now, when you were out the other day on Friday, I did go back to our Drew Holiday special. That's our old is faithful, isn't it? The, old, the over-rebounds, and he did hit it, by yeah. the way. Uh, Those but, are the two ones that we love, right? DeAndre yes. Hopkins over on reception yes. <laughs> and Drew Holiday over on rebound. And it's usually four and a half rebounds. Right? <laughs> Those uh, two ones right there. Well, unfortunately, Caesar Sportsbook has figured us out and they've taken that part off the board. What? <laughs> what? So what do you want to know here? What we got? Points, 
You want to know rebounds? Let's go Steph players? Curry three-point makes. What do we got I don't here? have three-point makes. Okay. That's not part of the, t- what's, the same what's game. What's Steph Curry points? Steph Curry points uh, tonight is, uh, sorry about this, 28 and a half. <sighs> How do we feel? What about assists? Well, let's look at assists. You might be feeding Clay. Steph Curry, five and a half assists. Mm, seems a little rich. Draymond, but he is averaging seven assists a game. Draymond, six and a half. No. Jordan Poole, four and a half. Clay, two and a half. Let's go Steph Curry over on the assists. Okay. And then we need one more leg. Uh, Bucks. Anybody from the Bucks you want to know about? Do we have any Lopez numbers? Brooke Lopez, five and a half rebounds. Oh, yeah. Mm, be careful there. You be- don't like that? Brooke Lopez, five and a half rebounds. Five and a half rebounds? Uh, it, listen. Brooke Lopez stopped rebounding after year three in the NBA. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll jump yeah, on if that's where you yeah, want to go. You have, you have a better chance of getting no lies five, told. Five and a, <laughs> well, listen, Brooke Lopez is averaging six rebounds a game. Uh, okay. Just remember, that I, I'm going to go on board with it, but just remember who was against Okay, him. let me ask you this question. Grayson Allen, where are we at with his rebounds? Grayson Allen rebounds three and a half. Let's go with Brooke. Let's go with Brooke. Let's go with Brooke. Brooke Lopez. That three-leg same-game parlay, which is the Bucks minus three, Steph Curry over over five and a half assists, and Brooke Lopez over five and a half rebounds, plus 530. Come on, Brooke Lopez. Plus 530. Brooke Lopez of Stanford fame. Let's go. Sometimes mm. it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is... Three and out. Lionel Messi scored on a penalty in the 34th minute. Argentina beat Croatia 3-0. They are in the World Cup final for the second time in the last three World Cups. They will face the winner of France and Morocco. I still can't get into it. (laughs) I'm trying. Listen, everybody talks to me about the beautiful game. I keep seeing the same thing. You know, I mean, they're standing around, kicking it to one another, occasionally flopping. Yeah. I hear you on that one, but we, I, can't, ignore, not my thing. we can't ignore that the sport is growing in popularity oh, no. in this country. I don't, I don't deny yeah. any of that. Yeah. I'm just saying, for me, I can't get into it. Yeah. I'm not there. I've tried. Yeah. It's not there for me. Yeah, since the U.S. got bounced, not necessarily locked into the World Cup. I'm with you on that one. But we do have to appreciate the greatness of Messi. So the NBA has renamed their MVP trophy for the for Michael Jordan. They have reimagined most of their awards. They also cre- announced the creation of the Jerry West Trophy for the player considered the most clutch of the season, the Clutch Player of the Year Award. Uh, other four-name trophies, uh, Hakeem Olajuwon for Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Will Chamberlain for Rookie of the Year, John Havlicek for Sixth Man of the Year, and George Mikan for the Most Improved uh, Player of the Year. I, you know, the the sixth man of the year, our friend Maggie Gray made a great point earlier today. What's that? That needs to be the Lou Williams trophy. And you the need to Lou get, Williams trophy. And you need to hand it over in at Magic City. Yes. <laughs> with, with, with some lemon pepper wings. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. I don't know how I feel about them renaming the trophies, Carlin. I don't really get it. I don't love it. It's kind of going along the lines of what the NHL did with their trophies. I, I just... I don't love the idea of it. The NBA, we, we've called it the MVP, MVP. We've called it most improved. 
Just let it be what it is, man. Defensive player of the year, rookie of the year. Just let it be what it is. I don't need I don't know that we needed to attach players' names to it. NFL Players Association has started an inquiry into why the game last night was not stopped when Devontae Parker showed concussion symptoms. Uh you notice that Nelson Aguilar tried to kind of stop the game, but yeah, Dan Graziano reported this earlier today, so they're starting an inquiry there. And they should. I don't know if I was a player that I would be doing that, but again, I played 15 years ago when I came into the league. So. It was a little different then. A little different. I mean, they didn't even, I mean, you could have fallen on a quarterback and not get a penalty. <laughs> would have been nice, huh? Yeah, you could bury a quarterback into the ground. It didn't matter. Not the case so much anymore. Check out Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus.